Five Drive. Catch up. All of this week and next week on the show, I want to experience Maputo, Gorongosa, the south of Mozambique with you. And I want to take you to a place called Mafalala. It's a vibrant neighborhood. It's a historic neighborhood that has a history that goes back to the early 20th century. So originally, this place was, as many townships all over the world, not only in Mozambique and what we're very familiar with in South Africa, created on the back end of the working class in the Portuguese colonial era. So as a result, it's super diverse, ethnically, culturally, in terms of traditions. And over time, as the movement for revolution grows in Mozambique, this place becomes a hotbed for activism and for artistic expression. So these maze-like streets that you weave through are places where some of the most like prolific revolutionaries, like Eduardo Montlane, come from. It's places where poets come from, places where artists come from. It's a place that has so much history locked into it, but a lot of it is kind of forgotten in modern day Mafalala or would be totally forgotten were it not for certain people who have made it their life to try and revive the city, to try and give it its sense of history back. So the guy that I'm going to introduce you to now on the show was somebody that is doing exactly this. Ivan Laranjera is his name. And he's a person who cares very deeply about this part of the world. We were rushing to get to the show on this day, right? So in a mad melee of thinking that we'd potentially be late for three o'clock, we desperately wanted to go have a tour in a place that we knew nothing about because we got a sense that there was a story to be told here. And boy, were we right about that. What's that? So we're going to have elections, so the people need to oh, register. politicking. Yeah. No, they're, they're making a campaign for registering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. We're doing it in South the Africa as well. Yeah. Saying, so go, go, sign up to vote. So basically, this is the starting point for the visit. Uh, from here, this way, we're going to Mafalala. But the other side of the street, it's another neighborhood, okay? And, uh, you know, we say, like I was saying in the beginning, that this is the capital of Maputo, and we have uh, two presidents, one prime minister, the greatest soccer player of all times, and the most important poets and musicians that came from Mafalala. And the reason for that has to do with the way the city of Maputo has been planned and developed. Maputo is a port town, whereby the port and the, and the, and the railway system play a very important role in this development. Especially after the discovery of the gold mines in South Africa. Since Joburg doesn't have access to the sea, most of the shipping was done through Maputo Harbor. And when that takes place, there is a huge economic impact to the city that will reflect on, and on making a urban plan for the city that will reflect on drawing a line that separates the city in two parts. And the line that I'm talking about, it's precisely the street that we are sitting on right now. So from this point towards that direction, we go towards the harbor, we go towards downtown, we go towards the concrete city of cement. Whereas from here towards that direction, we go towards the informal settlements of Maputo. But rather than a division based on the quality of infrastructure, there was a division based on race, whereby you have a white European minority on that side, and then you have a black African majority on this side. And this will be the platform for people to start creating art form, criticizing the status quo and the way the society was organized. And these groups of artists and intellectuals will then influence a much younger generation, mostly students, that will be organized in terms of civic rights movements. And they will also claim for more citizenship. Then the two groups together, the artists along with the students, will create the platform for what is today called 
the Liberation Front of Mozambique, a.k.a. Frelimo, a.k.a. the Ruling Party. Hence, then, the presence of names like Samora Machel, Joaquim Chissano, Pascual Mucumbi, José Craverinha, Noemia de Souza, Fanny Fumo, Eusébio da Silva Ferreira, and many, many names that contributed a lot for the idea of uh, Mozambique independent, as well as of what it is today to be a Mozambican, the, the, the shaping of the national identity per se. We're going to walk further into the streets of Mafalala and tell you its rich history together on the Five Drive Africa Tour. And we're going to do that on the show today. They were talking about how back in the day, historically, there was the street that divided the people who were allowed to roam anywhere they wanted and the people who weren't. To this day, there is some kind of an invisible barrier. It's just a road, right? There's no laws in place. But the people from the community of the township don't tend to move beyond where they're allowed to go. I asked our guide why, and he said, well, it's like a psychological prison that people put themselves in for generations, right? This kind of thing happens. So how do you undo it? How do you tell the story of a place that somehow, despite it being downtrodden and having its resources removed from it, birthed incredible minds, revolutionaries, jazz musicians, artists, football players. How did that happen? That happened because there was something magical about this place, something that people like Ivan are trying to bring back. So we are now entering Mafalala and one of the things that immediately sticks out is the type of material that was used for construction. You, know, you look around, you see a lot of tin, a lot of corrugated iron houses and as we go we'll see more and more of this material. And this was something that was imposed to this part of town based again on the urban plan that I was telling you about. So the idea was to reserve this part of the city for further construction, so it would be much easier to destroy whatever was built in this material than something actually built in cement. And these are the kind of houses that when it's hot, it's hot, and when it's cold, it's also very cold. Uh, I was telling you that Mafalala is also famous for its rich cultural diversity, you know. Maputo was not always the capital of Mozambique. Our first capital was the Mozambican island, which is located further north. And this island gives name to the country as well. I don't know if you're familiar why Mozambique is called Mozambique. But anyway, when the Portuguese were finding the way to India uh, back in the 15th century, they stopped in different parts of the world uh, and they named those places. And one of those was the Cape of Good Hope. They didn't know that the two oceans met at that particular point the Atlantic at the Indian Ocean, so the waters were very rough and the ships they were using to sail at the time could not resist to the roughness of the, of the water, so most of the ships sank at that spot. So they started inventing stories about a big monster that existed and destroyed the ships. So whoever will go past this monster will have very good hope to discover the new world. And carrying on traveling, they stopped again still in South Africa, in a place called KwaZulu-Natal. KwaZulu because it's the land of the Zulus, but then Natal is the Portuguese word for Christmas. The day the Portuguese stepped foot in, in KwaZulu was the 25th of December, hence the name Natal. So carry on traveling, they stopped in this island that was ruled by a rich Arabic tradesman. And this gentleman ruled the trade from Maputo all the way to Mombasa and from the continent to Madagascar. And the gentleman's name was Musa bin Bik. Yet the Portuguese could not pronounce his name properly, so they said Musambique, and that's how the name became, and that's how the, the country got the name. 
And that island became the first capital of Mozambique and was the first spot where the Portuguese settled. So when the Portuguese realized uh, three centuries afterwards that the economic center had shifted towards south, towards Maputo, they also moved the capital this side. And when they do this, they understand that the port is very profitable, yet can, can be even more so. The only problem being that Mozambicans from the south didn't have the skills to work in the port, whereas the Mozambicans from the north had that skill. So they hired large numbers of Mozambicans from the north, which are from a tribe called Makua, from an ethnic group called Makua, which has strong Swahili background. So they hired those people to come work in Maputo. But due to these regulations and segregations, they could not live on the other side of town, so they came to settle in Mafalala. As I transport you now back over the border of South Africa to the eastern coastline of our continent, to the lands of Mozambique, specifically near Maputo in the capital city in a place called Mafalala. We are walking around the streets with this dude who is just an exciting guy of note. You know what I mean? Like the type of people you meet them and you walk away and you go, that was a cool person. I feel like I learned stuff and I feel like I'm inspired and excited. Why? Because Mafalala, the township, that has such a rich history. It birthed so many poets and activists whose memory has in many ways been kept alive by people like Ivan and his artivism. How do you use art creatively to preserve memory, history, change the way that people think about stuff? It's a good question. He answers it really, really, really well. How do you tell the story the right way if there's such a fine line between a part of the history that was linked to something that a lot of people I imagine would think is not good. Black cats and the assimilagos and people, I'm sure largely see that now as a negative thing, but it's part of the, it's part of the story you would also want to well, I preserve. Just, How do you, so, you know, where's the, well, the balance? I just, I just think it's important to tell it as it is, you know, because uh, you need to be impartial and say it as it was. <laughs> the, no, there's no right or wrong. It's, mm. it's facts. It uh, happened. Yeah, it happened this way, that way. And if you speak to the kids here that are under the age of 18, do they know all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. They do? Well, they don't know this stuff. Even people my age, I'm 40, and people Typically don't Typically don't, eh? Yeah, yeah. So let's park here as well. Let's park here a little bit. So we also do uh, precisely uh, to continue with your, with your question and responding to that, is that we also got uh, a little frustrated with the idea of Mafalala being neglected, you know what I mean? And uh, despite doing the walking tour and running the museum, we also do a community festival that it's called the Mafalala Festival. And within the festival, we, we do artivism as a way to raise awareness in regard to the history of Mafalala, but most importantly, to showcase the community the importance of this Mafalala. And it's funny because you look around or you walk around and you don't see any monuments or any statues or things like that that uh, symbolize that history. So we decided to, to create all of those and we brought artists and made them uh, meet the community leaders and ask the community leaders, what is Mafalala for you? What is your definition of this place? What is the feel of Mafalala for you? And people would say, Mafalala for me is the 
home of the poets, it's the birthplace of Marabenta, it's a home of, to sporting heroes and revolutionaries, it's a place of cultural diversity and all of that. So with each of these responses, we decided then to make uh, artistic interventions in public spaces that the community will then reflect to that. And this is the first artistic intervention that we have. It's a mural to the poets that we have a representation of the forefathers of uh, Mozambican poetry. We have Mr. José Craverinha, Noemia de Souza, Rui de Noronha, and João Bazini as well. We can uh, appreciate. Yeah. And this mural is at an intersection. So the streets of Mafalala are quite narrow. They're quite maze-like and they're super windy, but there are occasional like main roads and intersections where there's a bit more space. And this mural from the other side of the road that you stare up at, it's just this beautiful, really sick bit of graffiti that like one of the top guys in Mozambique went and did. You have to see it. There is a, uh, there is a reel that we've posted up onto Insta that shows the city exactly as it should be represented. If you haven't, go watch it. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's catch up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.city.